This is Sunday night worship service here at the Pound Level Pentecostal Unionist Church, April the 11th, 2021, with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie, bringing the message, Personal Revival, Personal Power. And we'll start off with the praise team, I Go to the Rock. When the bills are raging all around my soul, when the storms of confusion around me Yeah. 
Ezekiel chapter 37, very familiar scripture. We're going to bring a scripture out of the Valley of Dry Bones. And, uh, and then we're going to go from there. Uh, we appreciate, uh, again, everyone who um, helped Brother Joy get on a good start on his uh, media uh, stuff. Maybe everybody's been upstairs. I don't know. If you haven't been upstairs, Joy, you need to clean up up there. If you haven't been upstairs yet, you need to just go up there and see what he's got. I mean, we've, I've had people come in and they go and look and say, man, you don't see, you don't see this kind of stuff everywhere. I said, no, we're we, 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 we in competition with WREL Television Channel 5. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're we, we trying to get this thing going. No, but really, he's got, he's got it going on up there, or they got it going on up there. And, uh, he's build, been building this thing since he was a little kid, I understand, about 15 years old. Oh, I'm sorry, they're not little when they're 15. They're almost grown. Uh, but anyway, he's been working on this thing for a long time, and uh, we appreciate everything they've done up there. So it's going to be great after a while. But anyway. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley of which was full of dry bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in open 
in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and you will bring up flesh upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Verse 8 says, And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into, into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Somebody said, God bless the reading of his word. The flames of fire. It's not enough to belong to a place where the fire burns. We must become flames of fire. That's what God wants. We talk a lot about the church and about the body of Christ, and we should. But I want to remind you tonight that the church is a body made up of many members. Just as a body has many bones, just as a wall has many stones, and just as an army is made up of many soldiers, what is your point, preacher? Talk to us. Well, the point I'm trying to make is this. The body can only be revived as its individual members are revived. A wall can only be built by the setting and the fitting of many stones. The Bible calls us living stones. We're all tonight living stones or stones that are alive or stones with life in them because we are the body of Christ tonight. Revival comes only as individual stones are set on fire. Ezekiel chapter 37 is definitely and, un and unidentably, undeniably <laughs> about revival. The end result is an entire army being raised up to fight the Lord's battles. Well, somebody say, well, you know, the battle's not mine, the battle's the Lord's. Exactly right. But God can give you what you need. He can give you the strength you need. He can give you the wisdom and knowledge you need to, to conquer the battle that's going on around about you. Amen. So that's all we have to do. We have to depend on the Lord. But at the same time, then we are instruments in God's hands that God can do what needs to be done to help accomplish what he wants done in the world. So that's what it is. So I believe there is a spirit of revival in the land. I really believe that. I believe the wind of God, the breath of God, the Holy Ghost is moving just as he did on the day of Pentecost. I don't believe he's changed a bit. I believe he's the same. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, so all of them, amen, all three of them, even though they're one, they're the same today as they've always been and what they always will be, amen. God never changes. I believe God is raising up a mighty army of blood-washed, Holy Ghost-filled, 
fire-baptized, Bible-thumping, pew-jumping, aisle-running, tongue-talking, sin-hating, Jesus-loving believers. I believe what God's raising up in these latter days. A mighty army tonight. We need a mighty army today. That's what we need in this world we're living in right now. Somebody made mention me this morning and said, did you hear the quote that the president said? I said, no, I don't think I did. What did he say? Now, I don't know if I get this correct or not, but what I understand him to say was, they said, well, he, he, what he said was something to the simple fact is that we need to start, stop praying. We need to stop praying and start moving. Well, I got news for you tonight. If you stop praying, you ain't going to be doing no moving. Simple as that. If you stop praying, ain't going to be much moving. Because prayer tonight, amen, is our key that unlocks everything about God tonight, amen. So we can't stop praying. That's what they really want us to do. They really want the church to stop praying. Huh? Because if the church stops praying, huh? then the church going to lose its power. And when we ain't got no power, we ain't got nothing. Huh? And the government's going to take over and just tell us all what they want us to do tonight, amen. But I believe God's raising up a mighty army in these latter days, just like he did in the former days. But just as an army as many soldiers and a wall as many stones, so is a body of members and, are many, and, and many bones. Revival must be personal. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on this tonight so we can be praying and thinking about revival coming up next week. Brother Dennis is going to be with us uh, on Sunday morning. Before there was an army in Ezekiel's boneyard, there was just a valley, valley full of dry bones. The point is, uh, every bone had a personal revival. Every bone, the life of God, the fire of God, the supernatural power of God got inside of every one of those bones and every one of those bones began to shake and move by the power of God. You and I tonight, there are individual members, the power of God getting us, we begin to move as God moves and then God can create in us a mighty army today. We have come together with the desire to experience a divine visitation, a revival, but in reality, the only way to have revival tonight is to become revival. I must become, revival's got to start in me tonight. That's where it's got to start. In other words, every bone must commit to the process and the product of personal revival. The wall is only as alive as the living stones that make up the wall, that the wall are alive. The church is only as alive tonight as the individual members that make up the body are alive. The first thing in our pursuit of a revival we must decide is we must commit ourselves personally to the process of Almighty God. That's what we must do. The old timers used to sing a song. It's not my brother's nor my sisters, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. How many remember that song? You remember that song? Anybody besides me? Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not my brothers. It's not my sisters. But it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. We may all come together and shout and praise God and have a good time in the house of God. But if every bone gets on fire, you will carry it with you everywhere you go. You see, personal revival produces corporate revival. So we each build upon one another, I believe. We each support one another. I need to warn you that true Bible revival is not just jumping up and down, shouting and talking in tongues. True Bible revival is more than just the Holy Ghost coming to give you a jump starter or a shot of, of spiritual geritol. True revival is getting back to the foundation of our faith tonight. True revival always begins with repentance. Whoa, wait a minute, preacher. I'm saved. I know you are. But you know, I try to live a repentant life. 
That's, believe, I honestly believe not. that's what David did. David made quite a few mistakes. David not only made mistakes, David just plumb teethed messed up a few times. But David was a man, the Bible says, that was after God's own heart. And David lived a repentant life. He didn't mind going to God and saying, hey, look, I've messed up or I did this or whatever the case is. I'm sorry. But just because we have that on our side, that don't give us a, the license to sin. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. You can measure the success of true revival by the depth of repentance. A.W. Tozer said, the blessings follow the plow. The blessings follow the plow. In other words, God's blessings come where the word of God is allowed to penetrate the heart and plow up the fallow ground and root out that which is offensive to the Holy Ghost. Hosea chapter 10 verse 12, plow up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till we come and rain righteousness upon you. You see, repentance is a word don't, that we don't hear much of today. John the Baptist's message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus' message tonight was repent for well, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then Acts chapter 3 verse 13, the apostles' message was, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins be, may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Refreshing, revival follows repentance. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Sacheronicles chapter 7 verse 14, very familiar scripture. The Bible says, if my people, notice now he's not talking to, to anybody else. He's talking to his people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, uh, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins uh, and heal their land. How many believe our land needs healing tonight? <laughs> Woo. That means our president needs, instead of telling everybody you need to stop praying and start moving, uh, he needs to tell everybody if we, if we don't pray, we ain't going to move. That's what he needs to start telling the people. You see, the first step to personal revival is to humble ourselves and pray. One of the greatest sins of the modern-day American church is the sin of prayerlessness. You know, California, if you look at California, California has been in, in a severe drought for many, many years. But the greatest drought is not for rain, it's for tears. The drought in the modern church age is the drought of dry tears. You very seldom see people crying anymore. We are in the grip of the, uh, we are in the, grip of the drought of dry eyes. I'm not surprised at the lack of the power of the church. A powerless church, a prayerless church, I mean a prayerless church uh, is a powerless church. A steam engine denied is powered by steam. A gasoline engine is powered by gas. An electric engine is, is powered by electricity. Electricity, And the church tonight is powered by prayer. Prayer is the key tonight. Can I get an amen right there? In many churches today, the only prayer you ever hear is a short opening prayer and a short dismissal prayer. God said, my house shall be called of all nations a house of prayer. It seems like in many of our churches today, we do everything except pray. We've eaten, we, we have eaten meetings, we have dream, we have dramas and plays, we have seminars, we sing, inspirations, uh, we have inspirations, even Bible studies is better uh, attended uh, than a prayer meeting is. Uh, we've got time for everything except prayer. That's why this week I'm asking this church, I'm begging this church, please spend much time in prayer for revival that's coming up next week because uh, I, I, I myself, I'm hungry for a great outpouring, a great, a great visitation, a divine visitation of Almighty God or a manifestation of the power of God. And then we wonder why we don't see revival. Why don't we have any power with God? Why don't we have power over the devil? Why aren't people getting saved and healed and delivered? Why aren't people getting filled with the Holy Ghost? 
If we want God to send fire, just like he did for Elijah on Mount Carmel, we have to build an altar. If we, if we have to put the wood on the, or we have to put the wood, wood in order. We have to pour water on the sacrifice. Now, why would you, if you're going to build a fire, why would you pour water on a sacrifice? We have, we, we have, we, we have to pour water on sacrifice, but this is, is still true. Listen to me. It's still true. The fire will fall even when the wood is wet. Amen. So if your wood is wet tonight, all you got to do is just pour the, 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 the power of God, the prayer of God, the watering of the Spirit. Let it just get all over you tonight. And I'm telling you now, you'd be set on fire like you can't even imagine. The weakest Christian tonight, if there's such a thing as a weak Christian, and, and some of us say there's a weak Christian, there's a strong Christian, and all this stuff. But if there is such a thing as, as a weak Christian, can I tell you tonight, the weakest Christian on their knees is a threat to hell itself. The weakest Christian that you can imagine, that you can think of, is a threat to hell when they're on their knees. Heaven's greatest jewel and hell's greatest dread is the church on her knees. From her knees, she shakes hell. From her knees, she opens heaven. From her knees, she wages war. From her knees, she wrestles souls from Satan's power. From her knees, she pulls down strongholds and she lays the foundation of the kingdom of God. On her knees, talk about the church. On her knees, great things can happen with God tonight. You see, the greatest indicator of a visitation from God is the church on her knees. The power of God only comes on those who pray. Prayerless saints are powerless saints. In fact, saint and prayer, saint and prayerless are really an oxymoron. In other words, you can't be a true saint without prayer. Wait a minute, preacher. Yes, sir. You have to have that communication with God. And prayer tonight is the key to it. You can't work your way to heaven. It's not all about what you do. It's not all about who you are, but it's all about how close you are to God and the closest with God is by and through the word and by prayer tonight. That's on your knees, amen. You'll be your tallest tonight, as I've often heard. You'll be your tallest on your knees tonight, amen. So, in fact, uh, it was as 120 waited uh, and prayed in the upper room that heaven opened and fire fell from, um, upon every head. And they were all, the Bible said, filled with the Holy Ghost and power and began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave them others. Uh, every head got a flame. All 120 of them. Every one of them got a flame. Amen. They got on fire. This is a Pentecost. This is a personal Pentecost. Uh, personal power comes through personal prayer. Prayer is the key to heaven's treasure house. Amen. How many would like to have the key to a treasure house and when you go in, anything in there that you want? Anything that you need, it's all there. All you got to do is just go in and get it. Can I tell you something? You got that key in your hand. You got that key in your heart. Because prayer is the key to heaven's treasure house. All the resources of heaven wait for the demand of prayer. Prayer is the key. Amen? Prayer. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. What did Jesus say? Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. A-S-K. Ask. John 14, 13. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. 
whatsoever things ye desire when you pray. Listen, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Whatsoever things ye desire when you pray. When you pray, it's got to be prayer. Believe that you receive them. In other words, whatever you're asking God for, whatever you desire, believe that you have received it. And the Bible says, and ye shall have them. James 4 and 2, you have not because you ask not. We must remember that the purpose of prayer is not to persuade a reluctant God to do our bidding. That's not what prayer is about. Prayer is not, the purpose of prayer is not to persuade a reluctant God to do our bidding. The purpose of prayer is to align our will with his and in partnership with him to ask him to accomplish his will on this earth. That's the purpose of prayer. You see, the power of prayer is unlimited because prayer accesses the unlimited power of God. I mean, no, you can serve a God tonight that's totally, absolutely unlimited. God's not limited to anything. He's there wide open. And he's got it all right there. He said, just ask, amen. Prayer is our access to unlimited power. By prayer tonight, Elijah shut up the heavens for three and a half years. And by prayer, he unlocked the heavens. Prayer shut up heavens for three and a half years. No rain, no drew, no water whatsoever for three and a half years. And he told him, he's told the king, it ain't gonna rain until I says it's gonna rain. Let me tell you something. That's power right there. You hear me? That's power to be able to walk out and say, look, y'all understand this. It ain't going to rain till I say it rains. That's it. It's stopping today. It's stopping now. And it ain't going to rain no more until I say it rains. <laughs> oh. But listen to what James chapter 5 says, verse 17. Elijah won't all that and then some. Yeah, but he was a man of God. He was a prophet. I understand that. Notice what James 7, 5, 17, 18 said. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Now look what it says. Elias was a man subject to like passion as we are. A man just like you and I or a woman just like you and I. That's what it was. That's what it was but a man that had great faith in God and God had great faith in him. And when he spoke, heaven listened, amen? Verse 18, and he prayed again. After three and a half years, he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Mm, that's power. But he was a man like his passion as you and I are. He prayed earnestly. You see, some, some people pray, some people pray earnestly. In the book of Revelation, chapter 8, there was an angel at the altar with a golden censer filled with incense, and it was mixed with the prayers of the saints. And the angel took the fire, and the angel took fire from off the altar. He took fire off the altar, mixed it with the prayers of the saints, and cast it into the earth, and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings. Now listen. This is a revelation of the power of prayer. How God takes the prayers of the saints and uses them to manifest his power in the earth. There is power. Oh, there's awesome power in prayer tonight. In other words, God's power in the earth is manifested in proportion to the prayers of his saints, of the saints. Everything, everything, everything starts with prayer. Amen? Everything. We may preach 
We might run, jump, dance, shout, dance, talk in tongues, but as far as advancing the kingdom of God is concerned, we haven't done anything at all until we have prayed. How many believe prayer is important tonight? So please, this week, this week, I'm not saying you have not in the past, I'm just saying this week, let's really bombard heaven for revival, for lost loved ones to be saved, for people to be healed, for people to be delivered, for people to be set free, for all the evil demon spirits floating around be cast out of the way, that the church can move on under the manifestation of, power, of the spirit and the power of God. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God at midnight. And God shook the prison off its foundation and knocked the doors off their hinges and loosed every prisoner's bonds. That's the power of prayer. Paul and Silas, what are we going to do, Paul? What are we going to do? Man, we're just doing what we wanted, what we were supposed to be doing. We are following God's directions to the T. We have crossed every T, we've dotted every I, we've done this, we've done that. And here we are tonight in prison. Here it is, almost midnight, Paul. What in the world? What, what's happened? Amen? Sometimes serving God is not the easiest thing that you could do. But I tell you this, even through whatever you go through to get to where God wants you to get, it's always more blessed to be obedient to God than to be disobedient because obedience is better than sacrifice. These guys sacrificed a whole lot. They were beaten almost, probably almost to death. And now they got stocks on hands, stocks on their feet. They are down in the middle of the dungeon, way down, way, way down in there, where all the rats and everything. How many like to be tied up rats walking all over you? I don't want to be not tied up rats walking all over me. <laughs> Amen? But here they are down there in the midst of that and, just, and, and doing exactly what God wanted to do. But you see, they came against, they came against the enemy and the enemy didn't like it. So what did they do? The high priest and all these guys, they said, well, you know, because they, they, cast, the, they cast the demon out of this lady that, that was the soothsayer. And she was, she was, she, they were, she was a much gained, she gained resources from her. Much money was gained through her because that's what she's doing. And so they cast that out. She couldn't do it no more. So they got upset. They just beat them and threw them in prison for doing the will of God. I'm going to tell you something tonight, folks. You can, go through the, you can go through the Bible tonight and you can read many, many people who literally gave their entire life for the gospel sake of Jesus Christ. They did. And sometimes it might even get tough for you and I. But I'm going to tell you this. When the times get tough, I want to know that I've already prayed to get to where I'm at. That I don't have to just start beginning to pray when, when trouble comes. I start praying. No, no. You need to pray before the storm gets there. So in the midst of the storm, you'll know you've done everything you do. You just put your faith and trust in God. But here they are sitting there at midnight. And I, I just picture Silas for some reason or another. That's just my interpretation. I just picture Silas looking at old Paul. Said, Paul, what, what are we going to do, man? Look, look, look where we are. I mean, look, look, at, look at what's going on right now. Paul said, hey, Silas, just, take, just hang on. Jesus is still Jesus. He was crucified. He went through a whole lot more than what you and I are going through right now. He, he sacrificed more than you and I could ever imagine sacrificing. He sacrificed his literal life that you and I are where we are today. Hey, he did that for you and I. The least we can do is live for him. So I tell you what let's do. Let's give him praise and glory because of who he is and what he's done for us. Amen. It's hard sometimes when, when, when you're down and out and you're in the hard times, it's hard to praise and glorify God. That's why I believe we're saying the song sometimes, we bring the sacrifice of praise. Sometimes praise is like literally sacrifice. But when you bring the sacrifice of praise unto God, you can rest assured, God is already on his way. But here they are, and Paul just looks at him and says, hey, let's just begin to praise him and glorify him, see what happens. So they begin to sing praises unto God. That's what the Bible said. They begin to sing praises unto God, and, the, and God literally 
shook the prison. Earthquake took place. Here we are now, Paul. We are singing and praising, glorifying God. We're down in the midst of this thing. And now all of a sudden, I know I could tell by the way it's feeling. There's an earthquake going on here. How much worse can it get? Paul says, hold on, son. You ain't seen nothing yet. The foundations of prison will begin to shake. It knocked all the doors off the hinges, all the bonds, all the chains that were chained down with. It loosed every one of them, but every one of them was able to stand up. And the Bible declares, if you go back and read the story, you'll find out they want a prison all that left the jailhouse. They hung around to see what was going on, see what God was going to do. Let me tell you something. You can have church in the jailhouse if you got God in the midst of it. Because the jailer about to kill himself, about to take his life because he knew he was in trouble. Well, everything's happening. All these people are free and now I probably lost them to how many and they're gonna kill me anyway. Paul said, oh, do yourself no harm. We're all still here. When God's in the midst, nobody don't wanna go nowhere. Amen. So Elijah rebuilt the altar of prayer. The greatest fear the devil has, has is that the church will rebuild the altar of prayer. That's one of the greatest fears the enemy has. Uh, we can talk about how bad, how wicked, uh, how evil this world is. Uh, we can also cry about how worldly the church is uh, or has become. Uh, but nothing will change uh, until we pray tonight. Amen? That's when it's going to change. We used to understand that prayer was warfare. We used to call prayer, uh, we, used to, we used to be called praying saints. Prayer warriors. I believe there's only one way to revival and there's only one hope for America and one hope for the church. It is not a president or a politician or new legislation. There's no Republican Party, Democratic Party, any kind of Tea Party, any other kind of thing that can turn America around. The only thing's gonna change anything. Our only hope is God tonight. And the way to get a hold of God tonight is through prayer, talking to him and letting him know the desires of your heart. And the Bible said he shall give you the desires of your heart tonight, amen? You see, God is, is, is God back in our homes, uh, God back in our schools, God in the White House, especially God in the church house. Uh, the only way to get God back in our lives is prayer. Where are the prayer warriors tonight? Can I get an amen? It's time for a personal revival. And when we have a personal revival, we will have, a, we will have personal power. It's time for revival. How many believe that? Everybody stand to your feet tonight. I'm through. I want us to pray. I don't know where you're out for next Sunday. Kept it pretty long this morning. But I just felt in the Lord this morning, I need to cover what he, what he put in my spirit. But anyway, and all you folks that want all that money, don't just think about us. No, I was kidding. Congratulations to all you folks that won the money. You worked hard uh, for that. I'm sorry that I, I shouldn't even pull the number out. I should have let Chief done it because see, he's, he's got the background to cover himself when he gets in trouble. I don't know somebody. But no, we thank you for all you've done, for all the work you did, the hard labor you did for it. You worked hard on it. The calendars were 6000 some odd dollars. That was all absolutely 100% profit. Didn't cost nobody calendar, so God's blessed. I believe all this thing that we've done, this whole fundraiser we've done right here, was all just... Absolute 100% profit, I believe. I believe it was. And thank God for people that are giving, giving hearts. God's blessing. You folks out there, by the way of internet, we want to connect on you too because we want you to get the blessings that we're getting here in Pine Level. And if you want to bless, you put, you put seed in good soil. And I promise you tonight, if you, put, if you put seed in Pine Level Church, you're putting seed in good soil. God's going to multiply it, build upon it, and you're going to be blessed abundantly. 
Now, I didn't say if you send us $1,000, you're going you're to get all this back. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you plant your seed. Don't give us your tithes. If you're going to church somewhere, we don't want your tithes. You just, you, you just pray and let the Lord lead you, guide you. And, and if you feel like you, you just want to help a ministry that's going to help spread the gospel, that's what our goal is, to spread the gospel around the world, then if you want to get involved in that, that's, that'd be great. You plant seed in this church, I promise you, you're going to be blessed abundantly. How many has planted seed in this church that God's blessed you? Can I see your hand? Amen. Everybody in the building. God will return bless you in what you do. The old saying is, and I don't like to say it a whole lot, the old saying is, you cannot outgive God. Amen. I've tried it, and it don't work. You can't outgive it. But anyway, God's going to bless you in everything you do. But, but revival's coming up, folks, and we just want to let you know. And I know you know, but I want us to be much in prayer for this. Tell everybody about it. I talked to Brother Thomas uh, a little bit ago on the way to church. He said he was doing some butter. He's feeling butter. Uh, I was talking to him about revival. He said he's going to try to come in and uh, be with us a little bit. I said, well, you know, when you come now, we want you to limber your fingers up. He said, yeah, I got to get my, my, my oil can and sort of all my fingers down. I said, yeah, get them joints loosened up because, you know, the piano's there. But I didn't, I didn't know. Thomas, you come in and have a seat. Be fine. Take it easy. Be good. You don't have to think about the piano if you don't want to. But it is always open. Is it okay to tell him that? Amen. The piano is always open. I don't know. He's probably still got his key to the church. If he wants to come in at midnight, play the piano. Be fine with me. I don't care. You know, just, just what. But if, but if he's going to do it at midnight, he ought to wait till 1030 on Sunday morning to do it. <laughs> but anyway, we appreciate Brother Thomas. We're praying for him. God's going to bless him. So let's be much in prayer for, uh, for the revival. God's going to bless him. Brother Dennis is going to come like a man from another world. That's what I'm praying. God's going to bless him. Okay. Anybody got any more else? Anything else need to be said? Well, after service, I want to meet with the parents and grandparents and <coughs> children in my case class. Just a couple minutes. Your sister's case class and children in class will meet with the parents. Four grandparents have a child in class. Well, my baby's almost 40, so I don't have to be there. <laughs> well, God's good. So meet with Sister Janet and uh, Sister Kate right after this service, if you don't mind. Anything else? Any more announcements? So don't forget Tuesday morning prayer meeting, also our Wednesday night Bible study that's going on this week. Tuesday night is our leadership meeting at 7 o'clock. If all the leaders can be, if you can be, please be there on, on Tuesday night. And uh, then we'll go from there. Then on April 24th, which is on a Saturday, from about 9 to uh, something like 12, I think it is, we're going to have a, a leadership uh, conference, so to speak, on the, on the 24th. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, something said about serving food or something after the, after the meeting. Is that what we're doing? Serving some kind of food or something? Say again? A light breakfast, not a heavy lunch? No. Okay. Well, I tried. <laughs> but anyway, so it could be a light breakfast. Come in. I think it says something about coming in about 8.30. You know, you get light breakfast and do what you want to do. And uh, then if you want to during the meeting, if you want to have your coffee, drink your coffee, eat you, whatever you want to eat, that's fine too. It's perfectly all right. So that's going to be April 24th. So other than that, everything's good to go. Anything else? Everybody shout praise the Lord. Thanks See for you. tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on 
on here. Also, Facebook users, search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC, and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider or you can go to our website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.